There was somebody at the at the Central Florida South Florida game that was in Orlando, and it was like South Florida's not even in South Florida. Yeah, <laughs> there was their sign. I was like, yeah, that's, that's, that's why I just assumed the Tampa one was Central. That's funny. People are nuts. He did it in a good way, though. He's class. Class X. He might be from Nebraska. Six and seven and twelve. And they were 0 and 12 the year before. That's quite a turnaround. Good evening, morning, good afternoon. It's nighttime here. It's nighttime, but you know what time it is? It's freaking Christmas time, man. Yes, sir. Uh, one of my favorite times of the year, and I've turned my co-host on, Mr. Daniel Allen. Yeah. I turned him on to uh, a new snack. We're eating... A new snack at age 35, I just discovered. To eat chocolate chips. That's right. Nestle's Cold chip. House Chocolate Chips. Just right out of the bag. So we're. Turns you, out it's delicious. <laughs> if you like chocolate, <laughs> semi sweet morsels, you should just pour ah. yourself a bag. We're not sponsored by Nestle's, but we will certainly take an endorsement at any point. And here's the thing even if you're not a huge chocolate person, because I'm not, it's still delicious. It is absolutely delicious. We are the role players. In case you don't know by now, I am Arthur Mosley. He is. Uh, you just said my name Daniel Allen, right? Mm-hmm. Our opinions don't matter. But you should listen to them, anyways. And today, we don't have any picks. No picks to discuss. No picks. So we're just going to go, we're going to pull a, we're going to pull an audible. And if you hear us crunching, it's these yummy, this yummy, delicious snack. Just can't stop. Provided by Nestle. Um, we're going to go a little, we're going to call an audible, go a little freelance here this week and just talk about uh, the championship games last week. Um, get into some of the bowl games, uh, pr- probably probably only six because we see a lot of a lot of crap, riffraff, a lot yeah, of riffraff going on. It. And then um, we'll talk about so the coaching carousel and some of the things going on there. And then we'll we'll let you guys go. That's so, it. No picks. Look, we try to stay around an hour. That's a typical commute in Metro Atlanta. So uh, you can plug us in. You can listen to us on iTunes. At the mm-hmm. role players, we have the blue microphone or blue and silver microphone avatar. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter. We tweet very funny things like, uh, like I, I thought one of the funniest. The internet is very funny, and I stole this. But one of the funny things I saw was um, Dabo Sweeney ripping off the turnover chain off of Mark Rick's <laughs> Rick's neck, which kind of summed up the ACC. That was funny. Um, and what did you, I thought you sent something out there? Um, put something out there. Le'Veon. Uh, that was my last one, my last contribution. I think it was. I don't know. Well, anyway, we we like to take. If we see things that we think are funny, or if we think of things that are worth typing out and tweeting, we do it. Yep. We just do whatever we want. We're adults. We can tweet what we want. That's right. We don't have um. An aide or a or a um, intern. No, we're we're not the head of a uh, of any the leader of the free world, so we don't have to worry too much about backlash from Twitter. Absolutely not. <laughs> we have that freedom to to, to choose, right? Mm-hmm. We do we do worry about backlash from Georgia Tech. But um, speaking of Georgia Tech, can you tell me what bowl game they're playing in this week this this month? The uh, the not I think it's the not bowling bowl. Not bowling bowl. Is that played in bowling it's green? It's hard. When you look at all these teams that are in the bowls, it's hard to not make a bowl. So, but it, it is hard not to make a bowl. But University of Texas San Antonio, Buffalo, and Western Michigan were all bowl eligible, but did not get selected. It didn't make it. Yeah, Western. So they Michigan. had more successful seasons than Georgia Tech, but they were passed up. So if Tech, if there hadn't been enough bowl eligible teams, I'm sure they would have been right there. Right on the cusp. But is that twice in, what, four years or three years? Because they won three games a few years ago. Yeah, it was a year before last, I think. Okay. That's not that's not the best. You know, it's – but they're not a he's, football school, he's safe and comfortable. Well, they're not a basketball <laughs> school either if you're losing to Grambling. Oh. They are an engineering school. I will give them that. They they put out some fine engineers at Georgia Tech. Yeah. Um, so we we appreciate your contribution to 
not only Metro Atlanta, but our society in general, Georgia But Tech. to the world. Yes, yes. Yeah. So not everybody can play football, but you can <laughs> produce athletes. Uh, student, yeah. Students, I'm sorry, not athletes. FSU just barely gets a bowl. At least Georgia Tech didn't, in a last second, you know, kind of desperation move to make it into a bowl. At least they didn't try to reschedule. Now, if they, I don't think they wanted to play Central Florida at this point, but... At least FSU, that was shameful to have it canceled and then say, oh, no, 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 let's play, let's play. Come on, we'll play championship week. Come on, come on, we need a bowl. Yeah, very, very selfish. And, I mean, I guess you get the extra practices and now you have new head coach Willie Taggart in there. I don't even – is he coaching? Is Taggart coaching the bowl game? Or is it going to be Odell Higgins, the old offensive – I think offensive line coach. He should coach Oregon. <coughs> he should. I think you should stick. Coaching-wise, you should coach your guys one more time. You can go recruit for Florida State, but you should you should coach. I think you should. It would be a nice send off. It's a commitment, right? right? So you made a commitment, just like the players. You wouldn't want a player to just just up and leave. Yeah, I don't know. So I think they should stick it out and coach one more game with them. Yeah, they don't care what I think. Yeah. So bowl week officially gets. Uh, kicked off on December 16th. That's next Saturday. Is it really? Um, wow. With North Carolina A&T against Grambling, the same Grambling that beat Georgia Tech in basketball. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Their logo, the G logo. Yes. So something about Tech and, and playing these schools with that power G, as they call it, <laughs> um, just not working Oof. out too well this year. Oof. This year. It's not working out too well. Um, so you got big matchup, like I said, North Carolina A and T against Grambling State. A couple of HBCUs going at it, uh, and then you know we get the powerhouse Troy uh, Trojans right mm-hmm. against the North Slayers of LSU. Right, North Texas is that the Mean Green? Is that what? North yeah, Texas I think that's is? what they are. And uh, my wife's alma mater, Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers with. The mascot that's just a big blob, big Pac Man, the Red Pac Man, Red Pac Man against the Georgia State Panthers. So, Panthers going bowling. Hey, uh, Bulldogs going bowling. Who's their coach? Georgia uh, State. I, I couldn't couldn't tell you. I thought it was a high school guy, but maybe not. Mm, well, he's a college guy now. Yeah. Uh, so good for him, I guess. We were we just mentioned this. I think the biggest winner in the bowls, other than the playoff teams are UAB and Ohio who play in the Bahamas Ball mm-hmm. in Nassau. Mm-hmm. And then the other big winner would be, uh, obviously, the um, Hawaii Bowl. With yeah. Houston and Fresno State going out yes. to Honolulu, Hawaii. It's I been mean, New Year's Eve in Honolulu. Christmas Eve. <laughs> Christmas We're Eve. jumping ahead of ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely not December 24th, but... Um, that would be awesome. And some other notable places that you were mentioning mm-hmm. that are similar to the Bahamas, the Dollar General Bowl. The Dollar General Bowl being played in Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, another big big, big lottery winner there of the location. Uh, how about Florida State and Southern Miss going to uh, Big Time Bowl, the Independence Bowl, played in Shreveport. Shreveport. That's the good thing for them is that's a common destination around New Year's Eve, Christmas area. Um, that's a big sort of tourist spot. Mm-hmm. You know, you always hear people spend let's spend the holidays in Shreveport. Yeah. So they get a paid trip, <laughs> paid trip there. Right. Um, uh, you can't beat that. I'll, although I'm a little envious because Marshall and Colorado State are playing in the New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, you know, the only thing cool about Albuquerque is saying Albuquerque, in my opinion. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Albuquerque, Quirque? but I could be uh, wrong. Yeah. Well, you know, That's Mike Bobo's playing him. You know, there was a uh, Major League Baseball pitcher named Al Albuquerque. I oh, that, really? That was a pretty freaking cool that sounds name. sounds made up. Right? That's cool. He was like a reliever. We'll have to we'll, we'll post Al that. Albuquerque. Maybe we can get him on the show. <laughs> Talk a little baseball with Al Albuquerque. Yeah. Uh, then, you know, the Military Bowl in Annapolis. That's like a home game for Navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will tell you, Annapolis in the fall, a beautiful place to visit. Mm. Picturesque, a piece of Americana, man. You got to get there. Um, not sure if I'm really jazzed up about going to Memphis 
Or Detroit. Detroit. What? Eesh, the Motor City. San Antonio. El Paso. I mean, Jacksonville, my hometown. Mm. Mm. So New York, I didn't know there. The, oh, that's there the, pin, a, the Pinstripe Bowl is in Yankee know, Stadium. I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. Yeah, so back. You got your gimmick balls. And then we move to the, let's, so. Those we, are all, not even the JV games. Those right. are like the middle school games. The middle school, yeah, it's. Middle school, so now we move to the JV game. Uh, and there you have your selection committee bowl games, the Peach, the Fiesta, the Orange, and the Cotton Bowl. Cotton Bowl on December 29th, you've got Ohio State, the winner of the Big Ten, taking on the winner of the Pac-12 mm-hmm. USC Trojans. That's and, a two-storied um, programs yeah. there. That's like the tradition bowl. That's well, it should be played in the Rose Bowl. Traditionally that would have been the Rose yeah. Bowl matchup, Pac-10 Big 10 mm-hmm. or, or Pac-12 Big Big 10, but uh they're meeting in the Cotton Bowl in Arlington, Texas. Then talk about a home game in the Orange Bowl, Wisconsin traveling to Miami to play Miami. <laughs> so That's nice. It is nice. You it's get all a, those Wisconsin people that are probably not going to migrate down there. Yeah, they will, no, but they, not to the level that the U will be there, right. you know, because you have a Miami team that is relevant, yeah. not back, but relevant at this Top point. Top 10. Top 10 team, yeah. so chance to, for the So Miami fans will show up for that one. Chance for the ACC maybe. that maybe maybe the conference say for the people who are big conference guys to say, oh, oh, our conference beat your conference. Yeah. Um, but I'm all about just Miami kicking whoever, whoever's butt they mm-hmm. have to face. Uh, they did not do that last week. No. Uh, but we'll get to that. That, we'll yeah. We'll get to that. If you're, I'm surprised you're willing to talk about it. Uh, it's, a it's, lesser man would just not discuss it and pretend it never happened. See, I'm a man. I'm 40. <laughs> I'm 41 to be exact. But I learned from Mike Gundy, the, the mullet. Um, then uh, Penn State. Uh, Washington. Penn State, Washington, a couple of at-large teams going to the Fiesta Bowl in Glendale. Maybe a good matchup. Get to see Saquon one more time. Yeah. Um, Of those four, you know, um, slightly lesser bowl games, mm -hmm. to me, yeah, that and the Auburn game are are the two that, I mean, they're – I'll watch them, but they're not all that excited about those. Right. Auburn, UCF, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Auburn feels like they got burnt. Huh? You beat two number one teams, and you lose. <laughs> you lose to LSU, of course, but you play Clemson, Georgia, and Auburn on the year, who are all number one or number two. When you played them, mm-hmm. you beat two out of the three, and your reward and you win the West is to play Central Florida. If you had told them that at the beginning of the year, that doesn't at mm. at, at twelve thirty mm. on New Year's. <laughs> I mean, that's rough. That's rough. Hey, they got a great. They're playing in the capital of the South in Atlanta. All right, so great, great venue. We know Atlanta does sports really well. Will the Auburn fans travel back? You know, Central Florida yeah. is going to come in mass, um, but will Auburn travel back to Atlanta? You think so? Take on uh, the the Knights. Mm-hmm. You'd think so. In their minds, they could just pretend that 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 it's the SEC championship. And then if they beat Central Florida, they can celebrate and, and claim a, a conference title. <laughs> will, will Gus Malzahn's – make if they lose that game, will Malzahn's house get burned? Or <laughs> Yeah, they might have given him that extension a little early. Mm. Because if they lose that, then they'll, they'll still be – it still seems like it's 50-50. And if he loses the game, half the fans want him fired. Right. So, eh. And then we Anyways. let's let's move on to the big boys, okay? And we're not gonna we'll we'll revisit these games uh, later in the month, uh, but just kind of a primer. Uh, start with the number two and number three matchup, Oklahoma. Maybe what you said that the team that early on you said, hey, or I say early on a couple weeks ago you said I think Oklahoma's gonna win the national title because mm-hmm. nobody can stop them. And I still do. Uh, they played Georgia. I, I tell you. This is what I've been hearing from the radio, sports talk, you know, average Joe Georgia fan. Oh, Oklahoma's never played. They, they haven't faced a defense like Georgia's. And kind of my my opposition to that, I, I don't think Georgia's played offense like Oklahoma. <laughs> and I don't think it's a good idea to, to 
call up Baker Mayfield and get his phone number in. I, I just don't think I mean, you poke that grizzly bear. I mean, I'm honestly, sorry. I I don't. If that happened, I'm sure it probably maybe on Reddit. I don't even know where people post phone numbers, anyways. If that happened, what? Are you, I mean, what? Are you, you're calling him. I, don't, I just never gotten the whole phone thing. Or if you have his number, call him at 1 a.m. the day before the game, right. the night before the game. Right? Like, why are you? <coughs> I don't know. It's. it's it, I mean, Baker. Forgive me for not feeling sorry for Baker Mayfield for whatever happens that's dumb that's just stupid if anybody really did call him that i don't know what you accomplished with that but other than now he's got a new cell phone number and now he's got more reason to kick your butt <laughs> just make sure you shake his hand at the coin toss yeah yeah that's the, the we don't, key we don't need to see any more crotch grabs Mm-mm. baker mayfield uh also big news uh running back accused of maybe some Sexual indiscretions. Yeah. Uh, Rodney Anderson. A rape charge. Where, yeah. But he wasn't arrested and no criminal charges have no. been filed. And they. it sounds like, according to the, the police have, text messages from her to him sent like after it happened. And they don't necessarily think that he did anything wrong. So the, the timing of that is a little suspicious to me. I don't get it. And she's a university employee. Hmm. And he created a Twitter account just to get on and say these are completely false. Interesting. I don't know. So, I I don't like it's it. They're sticky situations because you're not you you shouldn't be guilty before everything comes out. Right. But at the same time, these victims, you know, a lot of times people don't believe them or blame them and stuff. So it's these are no win yeah, situations for anybody involved. And you we hope we hope that. Justice prevails, I guess, first of all. Yeah. Whether whether Rodney Anderson is innocent or whether he is guilty, um, I mean, we don't, we're, we're obviously not promoting uh, the idea that she made this story up. Yeah. Uh, but we just want, we would, we'd so like if, for the facts to play out. And like you said, it's once you get into like social media or the public eye, the court of public opinion kind of makes a snap judgment, right? Yeah. And it's like, That's well, it. he's guilty. And it's like, well, let's. Let's look at the facts. Slow Let's down. Say, yeah, exactly. Let's just... So if they haven't come to a conclusion by the game, does Oklahoma play him after oh. the mix and stuff and with the current climate? Yeah. Uh, absolutely, they play him. Uh, and uh, I think Lincoln Riley plays him. You know, if, if after the fact he's found to be guilty, I think he needs to be punished. Um, but the... I mean, I... I I don't feel like I've ever seen and Nixon was a little bit different because there was a video of him right yeah punching the the what, did he punch her yes the girl so uh, first of all we don't condone I mean violence of any sort is, is somewhat Neanderthal and a little barbaric I mean there's times where you, well you need to defend yourself I get it but yes if your country not, is being invaded yes, by the or Russians. if someone is forcing themselves in your house or to right. hurt someone right then you do but it, but because somebody gives you a bad look in a bar or makes it yeah that's it's so I just don't hit women I've always just laugh just don't hit women I just I oh mean, for sure you know it's just especially if you're a police officer but that's another yeah another we're another not gonna go down that road so anyhow there's there's the Oklahoma scenario so we'll see if Rodney Anderson played if not very capable running back Trey Sermon, yeah, uh, out of Sprayberry High School. And do you? How much do they need a running back? I mean, you need one, but uh, if Baker has to throw every down, I would. <laughs> I'd put my money on Baker. <laughs> yeah, he's still going to score thirty-five points. So, um, Ooh, I'm going to be. That's... And then Georgia looking at maybe playing without one of its linebackers. Uh, oh, for sure, Nick yeah, Patrick. He, he'll uh, be gone. You don't three strikes drug, drug charges it. Georgia, you're gone. So you got to, so. I mean, you just, guys, you got to be smart. Four or five hours after the game, why are you in Winder? Why anyway? are you in Winder driving 20 right? That's just so stupid. Stupid. So. But. And then uh, a rematch of the national title game. Three years in a row here. Clemson taking on Alabama. Alabama weaseling their way back into the college football playoff. Much of the chagrin of most of the rest of America. Uh, 
Alabama opened, I believe, as a one and a half point favorite, and I looked at that line extremely perplexed. And we, that'll move, and, and you know we'll talk about that later on, but in the month. But your thoughts on Alabama being a favorite over Clemson? I don't get it. I don't understand it at all. I don't under. I mean, George is a favorite over Oklahoma right now, and I don't get that on a lot of sites. But Bama over Clemson, what what has Bama shown you? Was it in their last few weeks? Was it the dominating um, fourth quarter drive to win by one score over Mississippi State, that was or was impressive. it yeah. was it the loss to Auburn? Well, they were in a hostile environment, and you know? so and so, <laughs> just because no other teams play in hostile environments. Well, but that's you know, funny you say it, that. It, but it, what it, is Clemson's? looked much you know as the year's gone on in their last couple weeks they've looked fantastic they smashed south carolina who's nothing special but they're a real team and then they just wax miami and but they're not a favorite interesting that i mean clemson's third string and i know miami's offensive line is not um georgia or clint or clemson or alabama or ohio state but their third-string defensive linemen were getting in and getting pressure on Malik Rozier. I mean, they were just absolutely relentless. And um, Brent Venables just has that defense raring to go. All Every down, uh, they just bring intense pressure. Jalen Hurts, obviously, a much better uh, quarterback out of the pocket, which might present mm. some difficult challenges for, uh, for the Clemson defense. But uh, – we I don't see. I, yeah, I don't understand. We shall it's probably see. a pick 'em either way. Right. But if you're going to give the edge to to one of the schools, it would be Clemson for me. But man, I don't I mean, neither one of those teams inspires a whole lot of fear or they're not what they were like last year. Right. So so Clemson you, last year you could say these are clearly the two best teams. But Clemson, Oklahoma? I mean, is Clemson a gimme? No. No. I mean, Alabama, Georgia, is Bama a gimme? No. I mean, well, Bama's ranked number four, Georgia's three, so technically we'd be the favorite. But just going off name value, and it's just, they're just not quite what they were. Did the committee get it right, these four teams, in your opinion? Yeah. I think think they're the four best teams. You have an argument for Ohio State, but to me, you can't get destroyed by Iowa and that and expect to get in. I mean USC's case was just as strong as Ohio State's. And to me. And both of their cases and we talked about it with a couple of other folks and uh some were who were unhappy with the Alabama selection. I said, well the committee, if they did anything, they show consistency with what they did last year mm-hmm. when you had an Ohio State team that did not win their conference, did not play in the conference title game but still got in the playoff mm-hmm. um you know is it possible that clemson beats alabama 31 nothing i guess not likely but not likely right so, um so and it's kudos to them for not going the the path of least resistance and putting in a conference champion because they knew how much heat they'd catch and especially a, a the big market like ohio state and mm-hmm. you're gonna get all the big 10 people and all the north the Northeast and everything up in arms because you left the Big Ten out, but but there is saying, hey, our job is to find the four best teams. These are the four best teams, right? Yeah, I like it. So and it's uh, not like it. Ohio State put on some powerful, dominant performance against Wisconsin. They didn't, didn't look very all that great. Pedestrian. Yeah. Uh, so they so, didn't help their case. If they win fifty-five to nothing, they would be in. Right. Well, they didn't, so enjoy your, your Buckeyes, enjoy <laughs> your snow and cold weather and no sunshine in the wintertime. Those and are two tiers that are two teams that I like. I, I knew we, were, we knew we were going to get tears from one of their fan base, one of the fan bases, mm-hmm. and either one of them is enjoyable. So that was sort of a win-win for us. Obviously, one of them was going to get in, right? and I would have rather Wisconsin had won, but I don't mind seeing. Did you see the selection show and Kirk run off the set? He just left the set. They're showing them all. And he was saying, I think Alabama should get in, but I think Ohio State will. And I'm, I kind of thought he was saying, I think Alabama should get in because he thought Ohio State was going to get in. So right. he was saying. Playing it up. But when they showed Alabama and they went back to the shot of them, he was gone. He had left his chair and he was in the back, <laughs> you know, off camera. 
<laughs> like was he ooh. on his was he on the bat ooh. phone trying to call his you know insider? Mm, that's just mm. whatever. I like it though. That's better than the computer. So the the computer they showed what the BCS would have come up. Did okay. you see all that? I did not see that, but I was interested in who he, would you guess are one and two? Uh, let's see. The Clem- BCS. Clemson. Clemson was one. Okay. Central Florida. No, not quite. Georgia was two. Okay, so it was close. Yeah, and Bama was four. Okay, and Oklahoma was three. So, or it's, maybe it was Wisconsin was right there. But either way, Ohio State wasn't in the top four. Okay, well then it's relatively close to the computer, right? Yeah, we can. Uh, can always trust the computers. They don't have bias. Right. Not at because all. Because they're computers. They're not people. No built-in bias. You want to talk about a little bit of a couple conference championship games? Yeah, let's... Can we bypass the Big Big Ten and the Pac-12? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Oklahoma putting on a show. Um, just straight up smashing them, huh? Yeah. TCU, I didn't see much of that. TCU uh, got close. Did they? Early in the game, I think they pulled within... Two scores. I think two scores. All anyway, I remember was seeing Oklahoma just so Maybe it was 17-7. What am I looking at here? Maybe it was 17. Anyhow, Oklahoma just put it in a different gear. and. Um, uh-huh. Obviously, I'm not getting what I need here. Uh-uh. I mean, I did, nothing. It, I don't think it was ever really. Oklahoma was going to win that game either way, kind of. So I didn't see it. We were going. We went to see Santa Claus. So and and a part of part of it was just to kind of distract ourselves and not think because you want to talk about a slow day, getting being up from eight a.m. and then or seven a.m. or whatever until a four o'clock kickoff as like nervous and everything as we were. <laughs> I you know, I felt like it was like two thirty, three o'clock, right? All right, is the game almost caught? You know, is the game almost on? And it was like eleven o'clock. I was like, how am I going to get past the time here to make it to the four o'clock kickoff? But that's even worse for you, I'm sure, with an eight o'clock kick. Eight o'clock. I will tell you on Saturday, um, we we stayed busy. Uh, it was like went to get a Christmas tree, decorated Christmas tree. Um, you know, Isaac had a basketball game, so we were were able to keep ourselves busy most mm-hmm. of the day. Um, that's good. So that's you know that's what you do on a on a long day like that. Find yourself some chores, and mm-hmm. yeah, we had you know, we had the Big Twelve game on in the background, and and that was that. Um, no surprises in that game. Both of us had Oklahoma winning comfortably. Um, and then we go to the – we'll go ahead and talk about the ACC title game or, or it really looked like Clemson was playing Chipola Junior College. Uh, I mean, that was – That was pretty bad. Uh, turnover chain came out early, but Miami couldn't do anything with it. Uh, and actually, Clemson should have had turnover chain. How many turnovers did they get? I believe it was three. Mm. mm. So when did at what point did you say this one's over? Uh, did you get yeah. an early feeling of that? Early on when Miami had a chance to get some points on the board with a field goal and uh Badgley missed it to the left, wide left. Oh yeah. I said, ah, this is not gonna be good and Mm-mm. um you know, I it, it was really downhill from there and Almost kind of embarrassing that the best thing that Miami could do was just to kick a field goal at the end of the game, yeah. fourth, fourth down and one from the uh, you know two yard line or five yard line. And Why? Like, oh, we're gonna goal. kick a field goal. Why kick a field? Goal? Well, because the offensive line can't block and they haven't been able to block all season. Yeah. So, so Clemson dominating the Miami Hurricanes, uh, thirty-eight to three. Uh, I think they the. The last two times these teams met, uh, I think the combined score was something like ninety-seven to three. Oh, Clemson has beaten Miami. I think it was. Ouch! 50, it's a fifty-nine to nothing the last time they played, and then thirty-three. Does Dabo not like Miami? 
he pulled off. They didn't score any points in the fourth quarter. Hmm. So Clemson, I guess it could have throttled Miami a little bit more. But could have. Um, good for good for Dabo. It, his team is red hot. Two interceptions uh, thrown by Malik Rozier and uh, one lost fumble. So, well, it got off to a bad start when Richards gets hurt in practice. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't set. Not like he would have been a difference and y'all would have won the game, but that's just not how you want. You know, that's just right. rough when a guy's carted off the field, one of your top receivers, early in the week. You just. Mm. I think the bigger the bigger factor, not that. Herndon would have made a difference. Chris Herndon tied in uh, season-ending knee surgery mm-hmm. uh, the week of the uh, or after the pit game. So that's a tough loss. And, and once again, not like that changes. And I don't know if Mark Walton helps to cause any either. Um, I'm so, sure he would. I think he would. But I mean, um, you know the team better than I do. But I, you would think. Think you know your best runner. Well, the problem is you had a. a, a a freshman offensive lineman lined up against Wilkins. Um, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's a tough matchup, huh? Yeah, and, and so, hey, hats off to Clemson. That was really the Kelly Bryant show more so than a lot of their games. Mm-hmm. Because they did <coughs> on the ground at 77 yards. Mm-hmm. That's respectable. Yeah. Um, but I guess, yeah, he goes for 250. Yeah, and I, th- I think part of that is they're playing on a short field the entire game. So mm. so Miami not really able to flip field position, and um, that's kind of what happens. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Man, that defense, though, that's – They're nasty. That's the that's the best defense, especially front seven in the country. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you you get bounced back next year. You come up with a plan. You, you get your O-line to – Hit the weights a few times extra and <laughs> and keep that thirty eight to three up on the wall and a reminder of where you need to get exactly. So, meanwhile, in the SEC, kind of another beatdown. Uh, got off to a slow start, but Georgia. Yeah, the the last ten minutes, they and that was a so the start the game starts out and they get a look, third and long and it's incomplete, but they call pass interference. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, it wasn't, I mean, it could have been called, whatever, but the feeling was like, oh gosh, here we go again. So mm-hmm. they march down and score right off the bat. And then George's offense looks completely incompetent, like Fromm's throwing to guys who aren't even turning around to look for the ball, and Sony Michelle's fumbling out of bounds on tosses. And you're thinking just, oh my gosh, we're just picked up, picked up where we left off. Right. And it's just nothing going. And they're marching back down up 7 nothing, and get down to the 15-yard line. And that fumble, man, that fumble the Bellamy force changed everything. Absolutely. Momentum swing. and Because you think, hey, Auburn's going to put this game away almost. And I know that's yeah. just super early to but say that. But that's what you would think if it's 14 nothing in the first quarter. Um, that's a tough hill to climb out of. Yeah. on Johnson, probably not the same. Yeah, running back this close. week for Auburn, a uh, total of 44 yards. But it, credit to Georgia's defense, Roquan, just all over the place. Oh, man. He's a beast. He is. He's the be- it, to me the best defensive player in the country. He is just an animal out there. I think he had 13 tackles, two fumble recoveries, a sack, a few tackles for loss. And he does this every week, and Georgia fans see it. But I don't think national, you know, most fans from outside – that aren't Georgia fans know how good he's been all year because mm-hmm. that's what he, all he does, man, is just fly around and smash people. And he is going to, I'm sure he'll go pro. He won the the Butkus Award. He didn't win the Nagurski. Bradley Chubb won that. But he's as good, <coughs> I mean, sort of in the mold of those C.J. Mosley, Reuben Foster, that mm-hmm. sort of thing at Bama, the inside linebacker. So it was great to see him fly around and get the recognition win the MVP that, that he deserves because, yeah, he made a difference. Those, those inside blitzes, they brought some timely ones. And the other thing was the blocked field goal when we were up 10-7 mm-hmm. and they come down and that swings it. So it's funny because in the last, outside of this year in the regular season, the three years before that, when we've played Auburn, they've come down and scored on their first possession and then not scored again. And then... 
this season, we come down against them, score on the first possession, and then essentially don't score again. We got a garbage touchdown. But it's just funny how that happens when they, in this series in the last four years, if you come down and score right off the bat, not necessarily a good thing. Which is interesting. You think you Mm -hmm. would score first, get the momentum, and... Yeah. Auburn seems to do that, though. They, They script those first series or two, and they look fantastic. And then offensively, they can just kind of... I mean, their offense... The, all the motions aside, it seems like it's like three plays. They have, they, you know, runs, and then in the passing game, they throw screens and they run screens and flies. Mm-hmm. It's like they don't. There's nope. no intermediate passing or anything. And man, and then the the most impressive thing to me was was what Fromm did because he outplayed Stidham, and he steps up in the biggest stage. And at one point was 16 for 20 for 183 yards and two touchdowns. Dude, That he is a calm, cool, poised young man. He is extremely uh, for a freshman. And, you know, almost in the mold of Jalen Hurts last season. Uh, yeah. Maybe – and his, his numbers are probably a little bit better than Hurts last season. We had to go back to Efficiency. The, he's thrown for less yardage. Right. But, and have obviously hasn't run for close but to it, but he doesn't have to. Nobody's asking Fromm to come out and win a game for them. It's just do do what you do. Don't yeah. do too much. Yeah, he on the year he had twenty one touchdowns and five interceptions, about twenty one hundred yards. But for anybody that in your freshman year, twenty one and five, that's impressive. Because mm-hmm. Chubb and Michelle even weren't doing a whole lot, and then Sony Michelle got hurt mm-hmm. and didn't play. But, I mean, even that, I mean, 70 yards for Chubb, 40 for Michelle, and Swift, of course, with that long run to seal it, was up the leading rusher. But it's not like we were just pounding them on the ground. Mm-hmm. It was more just big plays here and there when you need them and, and the turnovers, man. Break out the turnover chain. That was beautiful, though. That that I was, I was pretty much in shock at the end because, you know, I, I expected Auburn to win. And then I picked Auburn to win. And then after that first quarter, I was just and let's talk about the officiating because I feel more <laughs> freedom to to complain about it since we won. Because I hate when a team loses and they blame the officials. Right. But when you win, you have more ground to stand on. Those some so, of those calls, like the roughing the passer on on us, where he he did lay on him for too long, but that wasn't roughing the passer. The pick play they called on Wims, where he just got shoved into another defense. Yeah, I don't really think that was a pick play. It was like a stumble. Was Not what even. Was. Yeah, he got pushed back into him. Goes against us, and then there was a a call on Elijah Holyfield, an illegal chop block, where he came out of the backfield, dove, hit a guy in the waist, and they called an illegal block in fifty. I mean, they were they're just. So SEC refs, man. Are you jumping on the Alabama bandwagon about SEC officials? No, no. <laughs> because it almost sounds because like they're not targeting us. Yeah. I just think they're incompetent they're in general. Because they had some bad calls against Auburn too. They had a, a late hit call where a guy pushed Nicole Hardman on the sidelines. Nicole didn't even fall down, and the guy basically one guy was wrapped up, and the other guy just kind of did that, and it was 15 yards down to the two, and you're like. How, How does that, that happen? A late hit personal foul. It's not. I think it's just incompetence. Right. And that was their, like, I mean, they're all-star. They don't pick a crew that's the best. They pick the best individuals from each crew. The best side judge. And, Man, something's uh, got to be done about maybe, officiating maybe across get... all conferences. Because it seems like it's gotten worse and worse as the years go by. And all they you have review now. I just, uh, for the life of me, I can't understand how refs can be so bad in key situations. Well, they are. I mean, they're human. And sometimes I think they get caught up in the excitement, the moment. Mm -hmm. And I know that they tell the baseball umpires, before you make that call, safer out, count to three. Mm. 1,001, 1,000. So you can, your brain can process what you just saw. A lot of these are judgment calls. They get it right most of the time, I think. Yeah. And if you take every play, and, and I think that the you can call holding on every play, or you can, yeah, you know, some of those things you you can 
you you have to overlook. But the the what's uh what's rough in the past or what's unsportsmanlike conduct, those are kind of. I just don't like the ones that they're anticipating something because mm-hmm. that offensive pass interference, they obviously just said that looks like it to me mm-hmm. and threw it, and you can't review that. You, at this point, you should be able to because the ref has just sees a bot two Auburn players crash together and a Georgia guy there and just oh, assumes assume, that yeah, that's a- Wims blocked him. That's what what drives me crazy is where they just and in basketball it happens a lot when guys drive and things they see they just assume oh that's contact or there's going to be contact there and I I, mm, I just can't yeah we yikes yeah it's interesting we I argue with an official about an offensive foul called against my team and you know the guy standing there to take the charge but he starts falling before my guy initiates contact and I said that's not a that's not a charge he's moving his body. I was like, he's, you know, you can't tell me that flop is a charge. And he was like, well, coach, he was set. He was standing there. He took it. I was like, no, no. I said, that's, I said, that's great effort. It's a great acting job. And I, I have no problem with telling a ref they're doing a bad, bad job. I know. But just, I wish that you had, because they're going to hear, because every coach or player is going to say, no, I didn't, I was, he wasn't set or whatever. I wish they had like an impartial observer from the sidelines that would that could say hey no you know actually they're right because you know when he's telling you that you know what you saw and you know that he's wrong but you know when he hears you he's just thinking no i was right you just you're a coach that's what you do it's like an ego right it's like and we had one where a ball got last night had a game ball bounced off the you know opponent's foot and one referee made a bad call, and the other one was like, "Well, coach, I, my view was imp- you know I, Im- impeded. I couldn't see the play." And I was like, "You know, there's nothing you can do about that." Mm-hmm. And it, it's one thing They're if human, you're, like you said, but you, it's you take the good with the bad. Just, but you won, right? Georgia wins, exactly, and, and they're on to play um, to play Oklahoma, and then Auburn loses, and they get. Uh, Central Florida. Central Florida. Good luck with that. I don't know if I've seen a turnaround in three weeks like that to go from getting absolutely crushed and and looking completely hapless to coming out there and playing. And carry on's a big deal, but he wasn't. You know, he he wasn't on defense. Well, let's let's look at it this way: Auburn won those two big games at home, mm-hmm. and I think that's. It's something that I feel like gets overlooked. It's not like they went on the road and beat the number one team in the country. Right. And, and take no, nothing away from Auburn from beating two number one teams in two out of three weeks, okay? Take nothing away from that. No. I think it would be more impressive to go on the road and beat a number one team in their own house. Um, and then maybe even then I, you, you might get more consideration from me. With three losses, though, there's no way you're getting into the, the Oh, tournament. hell no. You know, it's just – Hell no. You don't so. deserve it. They had their chance. They, they all they had to do was win, and that win, sol- and you're in. That solves everything. And uh, all these teams that want to argue and bellyache about why they didn't get in, there's just one one remedy for all of that: win, win the game. That's why it didn't bother me all year that if we were ahead of Bama or behind Bama, and then when we fell out of the top four and got. And so many Georgia fans were just freaking out. And, oh, my gosh, we lost. We got crushed by Auburn, blah, blah, blah. (coughs) That doesn't matter that we're number six right now. We win, we get in. And that's all you can hope for as a fan is just to. (laughs) Yes. (sighs) We can discuss that now. Can we jump shit? Hard break. Hard break to coaching carousel. We're just reviewing on CBSSports.com, and we'll go ahead and give credit to Tom Fernelli uh, at CBS Sports. He's giving grades for coaching changes, and he's. We'll just take a quick look. Josh Heupel uh, at Central Florida has a C minus. Willie Taggart he gave Florida State an A with that hire. Chad Morris got a B plus coming over to take from F- SMU to take over at Arkansas. Scott Frost going to Nebraska. Obvious. Obviously got an A. They gave Jimbo Fisher an A. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joe Moorhead, uh, old uh, coach at uh, – offensive coordinator at um, Penn State, got an A. I uh, think Mullen should be a B. 
Dan Mullen giving an A, they give him a B. Yeah, especially since you targeted Chip Kelly and Scott Frost, and to get Mullen, who's I don't know, I think he's he's good and he's safe and he'll right. do a fine job there. But to me, that's more of a a B hire. And then we get to Arizona State, who hires Herm Edwards, who forgot that their mascot seemed was... to be taken aback by yeah. somebody. A reporter being from Devil's Digest seems to not appreciate that the devil used there, and and <laughs> I don't know. So her guy Edwards. hasn't coached in college in thirty years and was a mediocre pro coach. That we're sounding a lot like we're discussing John Gruden because that's not, exactly yeah. what we said about John, Gruden would right. be a crappy head coach at this point. And then Arizona State, you fire. The head coach and keep the whole staff, and then you bring in Herm Edwards, and you think this staff, except for the head man, you know, Herm Edwards can get us over the hump. Like, who, who? The, the, apparently, it's his, the agent. They he knows the AD or something. Mm. But why? I mean, I I thought it was a joke. Have you ever been to Sun Devil Stadium? Uh-uh. Interesting place. You have one time. Uh, I would have liked to. We played out there in 2008. Uh, yes, I, I do remember that. Uh, interesting place. I've been there once. Kind of a crappy stadium, in my opinion. Mm. Um, but well, they got kind of a crappy head coach now. So well, and they get and hey, they got an F on their coaching hire. So <laughs> that sounds about right. Even, if there was a G, I would say you know even if you can I mean, go even lower. Rice got a better grade. Yeah, Bloomgren's a solid coach. Um, Solid offensive mind. Who so, else we got? Matt Luke. That to me is is about as much as you could expect. So he's a he's a homegrown guy. You're not going to go get a home run higher right now with what's going on. So and he's likable, right? And it is Ole Miss. Mm-hmm. Chip Kelly definitely got to be a. Mm-hmm. Um, we're scrolling down and we're looking for the grade that Tennessee has. Oh wait a minute, they don't. They still don't have a head incomplete. Coach. Incomplete. That's it. And they were the first of these schools to fire their head coach. Yes, they were. That's a funny thing. And they're still looking. So not only have they fired their head coach, but they fired their athletic director, and now Phil Fulmer is running the show. And how many Phil sneaks in there. I I guarantee you that was his plan from the beginning because he wanted the AD job when they hired Curry. And people were basically saying that he was sabotaging the coaching hires. Mm-hmm. So that he could sneak in and get that job because that man loves power and and significance. Mm. Well, much remains to be seen. I, I they could s- rehire Butch. They could rehire Butch. They can Lane Kiffin could come back, right? And apparently, the Have they burned that bridge. Does not like Lane Kiffin. <laughs> I can't imagine. It couldn't be two more opposite people in the yeah. world than. Phil former Lane Kiffin. The guy that you were fired to hire. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. So, we, that was a joke. Lane Kiffin is not going back. I, I keep hearing thoughts of Les Miles, which will probably be mm. a safe hire uh, in that terms won't of... happen either. But... That would be a stopgap measure. I don't think Les Miles and Phil Fulmer will get along. Yeah. Miles, Miles isn't going to go there. So, he's... I think part of it, too, is, is Fulmer wants the guy that he can... Kind of pull strings mm. and and keep under control mm-hmm. and not somebody, which to me is is I can't see. So they're the three names right now that are the focus are Jeremy Pruitt, Mel Tucker somehow, mm-hmm. and Kevin Steele, defensive coordinator at Auburn. So which it, which it's interesting. Um, def- all defensive coordinators they don't want a, an offensive guy. I guess Butch was an offensive guy. And none of them have any head coaching. Oh, no, Mel Tucker's coach. And Kevin Steele coached at Baylor, didn't he? When they so, were bad. Yeah. So, um, but right now, current coordinators, I just can't see Jeremy Pruitt and Phil Fulmer or Pruitt leading a, a major school like that, especially with, with their fans and all of the as vocal as they are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see Pruitt getting in a fight with a fan at like at a call in show or something. You know, he's right. just he's just has a reputation of maybe he's he's changed in the last few years, but as not being the most mature or kind of doesn't have it all kind of a hothead. 
That's what yeah. I'd say. Kind of like a hothead. I think. Hmm, what was the, like Todd Grantham? Yeah. It's just it. It would surprise me if he got that. If he got that job, he's a great, great coordinator, and I'm sure he'll be a good coach, great head coach one day. It's just to me, it to, that's a risky, a risky hire. And even somebody like Venables or Steele, the guys they've targeted, none of them are are slam dunks. And right. when you've when you've set your eyes on and this myth you've created, this legend of of Gruden, and then you come down, and then you're talking about, okay, what about Jimbo or Scott Frost or Dan Mullen? And you you keep shooting for the moon in your mind, but they're not realistic because you're not a top twenty job. And whoever they they land now is going to seem like such a, you know, sort of an anticlimactic, like a meh. It was just an also ran. Yeah. That got selected. Uh, in, conversely, you take a look at Florida State, who loses their coach and goes after their guy and gets their guy quickly, very quickly. You know, and that's I think much is to be applauded to the athletic director and the boosters or whoever was involved in that decision and bringing Willie Taggart to Florida State. Yeah. And, and that's the way it should be done. And I think we've seen that over and over again, you know, with Florida, with Dan Mullen. That's our guy. We're yeah. going to get our well, guy. Well, Mullen was option C, but after well, after Kelly. Kelly and Frost. Right. But but they, they saw that quickly and, they and pivoted, said, bam, right, bam. Right. right. They, they were able to pivot. Uh, and, and Tennessee would have a head coach if they'd allowed Pruitt to uh, coach in the bowl game. but they Maybe. I mean, that's kind of a uh, rumor also. That's the theory. But anything coming out of Tennessee and the media and all that is in their fans. It's like you, yeah. I don't, you never know what to believe. you got to take it. They away. would have a coach if they had hired the coach they agreed to co- to hire. They would. They, they would be talking about. They'd have Shiano, and then they said that Curry was out there talking to Leach, and he was expected to sign. And then you fire Curry. So that's two potential coaches you could have had. Right. I wish Leach had come because I love listening to Mike Leach. He's the last been, true great character at, at I would agree with I that. Think. Just very dry. He's a cut from a different cloth than Steve Spurrier, but he gives you those Steve those sound bites mm-hmm. that, that Spurrier would give yeah, you. Just um, just crazy. And and he's fun about it. Every press conference he takes a student question, which is always a thing like you know, what's your favorite fast food hamburger? <coughs> and if you could be in the Lord of the Rings or Star Wars, which, you know, just goofy things. And he takes them in stride. Even at, and after they lose and stuff, he's he's entertaining. So, was not meant to be in the Tennessee Vols. Man, I swear, though, if, if, they, if they, like, want Pruitt and Pruitt says, no, because I wanted to coach at Alabama... You know, if if they publicly get turned down by another person for any reason, it's just it's just so there. sad at this point. I think Shelby the dog has some. Shelby the dog, yes. I guess she's looking for some chocolate chips. Yeah. Um. So we'll see if they have a coach. You know, last week we said so. Next week Tennessee will have a coach. Well, maybe they'll have a coach. But they still don't have. Let's a see. Coach. I mean, I I gotta believe that by next Wednesday they will have a head coach. Man, that early signing day is right around the corner. You have to have somebody in place. It's just, it's just incompetent. I mean, they for, said Phil Fulmer has been calling recruits. Like, how many ads are out there recruiting because they don't have? A how many, how many college players or high school players know who Phil Fulmer is right now? That's a good question. Um, and I'm not That's trying a good to question. no Most disrespect to Phil because six I, or seven years old when he right. last coached. Uh, I remember who Phil Fulmer was, but that was when. Uh, Peyton Manning was his quarterback, so that's a lot of Tennessee fans really still want T. Martin, but it doesn't sound like he he, he might consider coming as OC. They say, mm-hmm. um, can, depending on who the head coach is. But I mean, you don't take a I wouldn't take a lateral move, even if it wasn't my alma mater, to come play in this environment right now for a coach that I mean, stick mm-hmm. around out there, take a head coach job somewhere, and then do what Kirby did. Where Kirby could have come as a DC in 2010, but he stayed at Alabama, and Saban essentially told him, "Wait, when Rick's gone, you'll be the head guy. But if you go become the defensive coordinator now, you're not. You know, if things don't work out well, they're he not going to hire right, you. Right. So if I'm T. Martin, I'm waiting until see what this guy does, and then if you go get a job and do well, they'll be clamoring for you. Right. 
Oh, Tennessee longed for the days of Johnny Majors. <laughs> uh, somebody that could get run out the door by, by Fat Phil. Majors, you know, Phil takes his job. Yep. I still don't get along. Apparently, Majors hasn't gotten over that. Well, he, you know, he, old men get crotchety and yeah, usurped. Yeah, that I, you know, and I do miss. I, you know, Majors at Tennessee, and I couldn't stand Alabama, but I think Gene Stallings was probably one of my all-time favorite coaches. Mm. Um, as a kid, watching a guy coach on the sideline. Whatever. I didn't experience that. Well, you were a little too, bit you too were little. Probably five or six years old when that. When, yeah. When Gene Stallings and his Alabama Crimson Tide beat my mommy Hurricanes in 1992. Oof. Yeah, I would be ten. And I didn't George, pay too much George to that. T. Grandown, Lamar Thomas. I think we watched that play. Yeah, yeah, we did. It's still a nightmare moment for me. <laughs> Seminal moment in my uh, in my childhood development. So anything else? No, I, we got the coaching carousel. We talked about the championships. We mentioned some bowls that were intriguing. I think we covered everything we set out to cover this week. Uh, GHSA state playoffs going on this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, North Gwinnett, Colquitt County in the Class 7A uh, Battle of South Georgia where you get Lee, the Lee County Trojans and the Coffee Trojans. Both from Region mm-hmm. One. That's uh, Otis Reese for Lee County, isn't mm-hmm. it? it? Headhunter. Is. Yes, he. Uh, both teams in search of their first state title game, and that's those are the those are the GHSA Nuggets. I'll give you. Look out! Uh, maybe the best game all weekend uh, will be the Raven County Wildcats taking on the Hateville Charter Hornets in Class Two mm. A. Um, Hateville's pulled some upsets here, haven't they? Uh, some would call them upsets. Hateville is a team that made it to the semifinals last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a couple of kids to transfer in and have really been doing some big work. That's what I've heard. Lost, uh, they dethroned the defending state champions, Benedictine, mm-hmm. uh, down in uh, Savannah a couple weeks ago and then beat Emory Jones in Heard County uh, last week, uh, 28-21. They, but, they, uh, their practice field is like a it's like going out in the woods or a cow pasture. Yeah, Hateville? yeah, hey, yeah, and they don't even really. They don't even have a home stadium. They play at Banneker High School, so oh. they don't even have a, their home own football I like field. That. So, uh, good for Hateville, uh, and uh, we'll see. Uh, you know, Rick, Rome's still alive. Uh, Rome. They beat Buford, didn't they? They dominated Buford, forty-five to seven. So. Rome takes on Warner Robbins, and Warner Robbins is quarterbacked by Dylan Fromm, the younger brother of Jake Fromm. So, uh, pretty good good matchup there. Rome, probably the best defense uh, in the state. That defensive line is, is something nasty, big. Yeah, Adam yeah. Anderson, a name for any – if you guys are looking for a, a name to watch out for, uh, just a, a extremely impressive. Chapman's uh, the other. Chapman and Griffin mm-hmm. are on there, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Chapman uh, de- uh, decommitted from LSU, or was it Griffin? Which one of them was Jam- still? Jamias. So he, Jemias was he the last that. one of that threesome, that that trio that committed them this summer, and then Adder- Anderson left, and then Chapman did, I think, and I think Griffin was the last one, and he decommitted yeah, I now. I can't remember all of them. but so. uh, And then the steady quarterback uh, for Rome, Knox Catum. So, you know, some good matchups. Uh for eight state title games, class seven, eight through class single A and single. Uh, I love watching the title games in the dome. Single A, uh, public and private will be going on, and and then you got a couple rematches. Like I said, Coffee and uh, Lee County played in the regular season. You had um, Blessed Trinity and Marist played in the regular season. So you Blessed got a, Trinity. Um, and I think I think those are the only two rematches, but. Uh, Anyhow, if you get a chance, if you get a chance and have twenty two dollars to blow at Mercedes Benz, that's how much a ticket costs to get in the in the dome. Mm. Um, but uh, enjoy it, man. Enjoy it. No bowl games this week. Uh, yeah. So is Army out. Navy this week? I think it is. It is this week. Go out, get your Christmas tree. Go to go volunteer. Go sing some Christmas carols. Mm. Go follow us on Twitter. Hey, that? there you go. Uh, we we will be posting throughout the bowl season, talking about how how um, 
insignificant some of these games were this week. Yes. So I can't stand bowl season has become so diluted and just sponsor money grab. I I can't. Well, I have no no use for it outside of the big ones. But I guess for some people they they love watching all forty bowls or whatever it is. So. In any event, thanks for listening. Yeah. Uh, we'll be back. We'll be back next week. I think we'll be back next week. Yeah, too. Let's do it. <laughs> right. We'll do it too. You guys have a great week. Thanks for listening. Take care. Bye-bye.